Hey friends, welcome to The Social Society. We are the modern day marketing agency that has quite literally turned the branding world upside down. Over the past several years, we have been traveling the world, working with trailblazers and industry innovators. But our secret is our team. We are about to give you the inside scoop into what we do and who we are. So get comfy, grab a drink of choice, and be ready for some mic drop moments. Welcome back to the Social Society Podcast. We are with the one, the only, Audio Daddy. <laughs> um, I that blush is been, every time y'all say that. <laughs> um, that has been Kyle's nickname this entire content day where we are shooting all of this and recording all of our podcast episodes because obviously he's normally sitting behind the computer making sure that our audio sounds good and that our podcast sounds good and that everything's running smoothly. So... Welcome, Audio Daddy. Yeah, now I'm here, and I just turned into an Audio Daddy like yesterday. So he's be, a new, he's a, a new, new Audio Daddy, <laughs> newly Audio with the podcast starting <laughs> now. Um, but I'm so excited for this episode. We are gonna chat about kind of like your journey with videography, how you got into it. I want to hear like more about the trajectory of your career and and just how you got into it in general. Yeah, I think in a earlier episode, I mentioned that um, I've kind of always been an artist, grew up uh, in art therapy and drawing and, you know, ceramics, painting, everything. I just loved anything that was artistic or creative, uh, but never really like didn't know I could do that as a job or anything. Um, so as like a little kid, I would say like I wanted to grow up and be an artist, but I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. Um, it was just an idea. And then as I got older, you know, I majored in art uh, throughout like high school and then went to college for art. Um, and then but I still didn't know what I wanted to do with, with art. I was kind of like a jack of all, but a master of none or however they say that um, I could do a lot of things, but couldn't do anything great until video um, video was kind of that first thing that. When I picked it up, like everything made sense. Um, I wanted to learn more. I wanted to get better. And um, so, yeah, that's a little bit about yeah. my journey, I guess. Yeah. So what was your first like video gig then? Like, how did you once you once you realized or I guess how did you realize that video was it if you were kind of yeah. always dabbling? Yeah, I, w- I went to, um, I got a job at a church, actually, to be their kind of person that was over creativity. And it was kind of like a really broad job because mm-hmm. I made up the job. Um, I was going to a large church and thought they could utilize creativity in their services, like with their stage design, their graphic design, <laughs> logos, uh, things around their campus. It was, it was a larger church. And um, so I approached them. And said, hey, I, I, I think you should hire me to be your artist. And for some odd reason, they said yes. And they believed in me. And then um, while I'm working there, being their artist and not kind of just making up the job as I went, whatever they needed creatively, artistically done, I would just do it. Um, and the pastor came to me one day and said, hey, I want you to make me a video to play before my sermon and had no clue what I was doing. But. It that fell underneath creativity and art. Yeah. So I said yes and um, ended up like breaking every copyright law ever mm-hmm. ripped f- 
footage directly from like uh, an Avengers movie. And it was awful. Like it was about like going to war for the Lord or something like that and going into battle for God or something. And it, it was an awful video for real. Um, Do you still have it? Uh, no, thankfully. <laughs> Damn, I really wanted to stitch it into this episode. I do have some older work that that when it pops up, like from around that time period, that when it pops up, I'm like, oh my gosh, what was okay, I doing? I need you to dig that up. I want to see. <laughs> but it. the thankfully the the copyright what uh, was did not make it through, but for some reason people liked it. And it seemed um, that job, uh, they were very gracious to me and allowed me or afforded me the opportunity to learn videography and the skill of telling stories and mm-hmm. kind of a few hours a day, every day at work. Um, at the beginning of my job, I would just go learn and kind of spend three to four hours every day watching videos, taking classes, reading books and just learning everything I could about telling stories through video and um, in the art of you know, I had to learn a camera and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. But, um, and then, yeah, it kind of once I left there, one day I woke up and then all of a sudden I was a, a wedding videographer, which <laughs> was just awful. My first wedding, actually, I turned down. A lady came to me and said, will you film uh, my son's wedding? And I said, absolutely not. That sounds awful. I'd, I'd been married. And I knew what it, what went into a wedding day and I did not want to be around that. And then she told me how much she'd pay me. And at that amount of time, I was like, oh, my gosh, you'll pay me that much money to yeah. come like make you a video. Yeah, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did it. And then like, you know, all of a sudden it was just your know, word of mouth. I, I yeah. became a wedding videographer. And thankfully, I'm, I'm not I don't do that anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. When or I want to talk a little bit about your style of Mm. videography. Tell me a little bit about that. And was there any like certain events or certain things that happened in your career that kind of formed your style or has it always been a certain way? Yeah, I like to say that I'm well, it took me a few years after like doing video to really remember my video origin story which is kind of crazy when it, it wasn't until my papa died and then when he died um i only wanted one thing when the family you know they were arguing over stuff and i wanted an old video camera that he would let me uh during holidays and special events it was like he loved this video camera i mean there's i have vhs tapes of him driving around with my grandma pitch black at night with his VHS camcorder, just recording Christmas lights on houses. You can imagine on a VHS camcorder, like you couldn't, it it was horrible. Like you couldn't see anything. It's his and my grandma's commentary on this like shaky footage, but he loved his VHS camcorder. I kind of love like that old vintage video. I love it. I love it so much. My dad was actually really into like the big, he always filmed us with the big camera my dad was always like behind that and he loved his big video camera. So that's yeah. kind of nostalgic for me as well. My grandpa was, was that way. And growing up, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved watching him busted out at family events and way before I was old enough to, to get my hands on it. I wanted to get my hands on it. And then yeah. at a certain age, you know, because I was so drawn to it, he let me 
um, let me be in charge of it. And then I started being, you know, I would be behind the camera during some family events. And then as years passed, I became like the collector of the tapes. And anytime I would go visit Papa, he would bring out all the VHS tapes and, and make me put them in one at a time and go through and talk about memories and, and different stuff. But I, I still liken my style to like that little kid running around with a, with a camcorder on his shoulder, just trying to capture a story. Yeah. You know, I'm not a movie director or a commercial videographer. I, I don't really, I don't want to do that type yeah. of stuff per se. Um, I don't really like, I guess I, I don't want to write a film or anything right. like that. Like I, I enjoy capturing moments and I enjoy capturing emotion and I enjoy telling stories. And I think that, Everybody and everything um, has a story to tell. It's been through something. And that's kind of what connects us all as well as humans is our personal Mm -hmm. stories and what we've been through. And you can capture that or if you can capture that on film, like it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think that's probably what brought Haley to you as well as she saw your ability to tell people stories. And that's really what our clients are looking for is like be able to, to tell their stories through video footage, through content that, you know, they can put out and and really speaks for them. So um, and you do an amazing job. Thank you. <laughs> You're incredible. OK, I want to talk about a couple things in your like I would say I say recent career as in like yeah. the past two years because you've won some awards and you did something really incredible, which is you did a video for Oprah. (laughs) So you got to talk about it, obviously. Yeah. We hope you're enjoying this episode. If you are in need of a brand refresh and want to work with our team, what are you waiting for? Why not start with our signature offer that quite literally turned the branding world upside down? Our two day private brand immersions are the most cohesive brand experience ever created. In 48 hours, our entire team is on location with you, co-creating your logos, fonts, colors, strategy, messaging, plus all the photos and videos your brand needs. Walk away with everything in just 48 hours. Send us a DM on Instagram to find out how you can get on our books today. 2019 was obviously a pivotal moment for a lot of people. And for Mm -hmm. me, 2019, I just went full time. I'd been full time for about a year. I'm coming off the biggest wedding year I'd had. I am like an established wedding videographer mm-hmm. in Louisville um, and known for that. But I, I hate it because <laughs> I actually just went through a divorce. And yeah, could you like imagine yeah, going through a divorce in that same year? I did like 30 plus weddings wow. and I'm just kind of wanting to get out of that industry and trying to make a name any way I can. Mm-hmm. I was doing music videos. I'm shooting just. Any type of video I can, if people will hire me, I'm doing it to try to get my name out there and and be full time. Um, And then COVID happens. And when COVID happened, all my weddings just they either canceled or they moved dates. Some moved dates multiple times. I was a COVID bride. So you were one of them. Yeah, I was supposed to get married April 4th of 2020, literally three weeks into the pandemic. So I was one of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I get it. Yeah. It was rough. Yeah. Um, And that really confirmed in me like this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. So I kind of for the next year just quit worrying about making money or 
anything like that. I, I was living with with my sister at the time and um, I just had kind of an opportunity to just kind of do what I wanted. And so when COVID happened, I just started shooting the videos that I wanted to shoot. Um, and that involved me just going out and finding stories. And mm-hmm. I, I shot one about a, a lady that was making chalk art on sidewalks um, to inspire people. And mm-hmm. I shot one on some kids that were getting together and roller skating and, and, and um, closed down tennis courts because all the roller skating rinks were closed. And, and those stories then um, end up leading into right as COVID was happening, everything shut down. Uh, then in Louisville, we had a civil rights uprising yeah. uh, with the death of Breonna Taylor. And as a result of that, uh, I lived downtown. So I'm just a few blocks or miles away from kind of ground zero of that. I'm a white guy with two brown, beautiful black children. Yeah. And um so I got involved and, uh, Absolutely. and as part of that, um, people asked me to bring my camera and to document certain things that happened and to tell stories. Uh, and then that led to, um, through being involved and not being involved from like, a an opportunistic or a, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, like you didn't have an agenda. I didn't have an agenda. Yeah. I wasn't going down there to make a name for myself or make money. I, I tried very hard to not do those things yeah. during this time. And because of that, I, I did get uh, Oprah's team reached out and wanted a local videographer. She put up uh, billboards all around town to honor Breonna Taylor and to demand justice. And uh, she wanted a local videographer to go around and document those being put up mm-hmm. um for not, I, I was actually on the oprah show mm-hmm. when i was a kid uh oh and, really yeah. i didn't know that <clears throat> when i was 11 i was a guest on the show because of my mom uh my mom was had aids and w- was an aids activist and we got to go on the show so then for like so many years later by like happen chance to get hired by her was like this this wow. full circle that was that, just, I have chills. That is yeah, really cool. I, I did not know that. And it was such an amazing experience. Oh, I mean, her team just like, I don't know. It, it was great. I ended up doing the video. Oprah hated it. She didn't hate it. Oh. She, she, she didn't like my music that I picked oh, for oh, it. Oh, oh, oh. And to be honest, like. My my first draft I sent her, it probably thinking back how the video ended ended, like ended up being, mm-hmm. it wasn't a good choice, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, but it was just something I picked. Like, what what do you pick for that moment? And Oprah had ideas and her team would write me back and I'm like, okay, yeah, that, that's like a great idea, but I, I can't execute it because she would like want these songs that I couldn't get access to and, right. and like different stuff. And then, so it ended up coming back and she was like, okay, Oprah just wants to do a voiceover. And I'm like, well, yeah, like that'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So then she ended up doing a voiceover. Everything went perfect and it was what it needed to be. And, but definitely cool. Like, that's, <laughs> I mean, really, that's incredible. What of, what of my, like, yeah. One of my yeah, I was going to say, moments, that's a big um, resume checkbox right there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. Well, from Oprah to TSS. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah to TSS. Haley, uh, me and Haley had done some work. I mentioned this in another podcast. And then she hit me up one day and was like, hey, I have these clients. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking about doing these immersion things. And I just want you to come tell their story. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it started as that. And then it's kind of grown yeah. into this like lead videographer role and, and running the podcast and, and different stuff. But started as just that, like, hey, you know, she saw the work that I was doing and appreciated the way that I did it, yeah. the way that I told stories or the way that I captured footage. And um, yeah, the rest is history, I guess. Yeah. Here we are. It's so fun to be now that I've been on a couple like shoots with you. It's so fun to watch you work and you really it really is like watching a kid in a candy shop. Honestly. Yeah, probably. I will. <laughs> It's like sometimes you'll just like scurry away. There's no <laughs> telling what I'm gonna climb yeah. or what. <laughs> but he'll just like run back with like this really cool idea. Like he'll just like run back and be like, "Oh wait, I thought of this." And it's so fun to watch someone like in action inside of their passion, and it's contagious, right? Yeah. Like it makes it makes everyone else on the team feel so like passionate about everything we're doing. So. It's just such a joy to like work with you and and an honor to work with you and to see it in action. And then also to be on the other side of things from my role as the business manager to be able to for you to hand over that final product product and then me be able to be like, I'm so excited to give this to you, like to our clients and, and to deliver that. And like, really, it's it's one of the best parts of my job as the business manager is to deliver your content to people because I get to see like the real time reactions and to have people email us back and be like, Oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. This is so good. It's so. Oh, thank you. It's amazing. Thank you. Awesome. Should we pull a card? Yes, definitely. It is time. Too much hot stuff. (laughs) I'm going to pull from the middle. Okay. Share a decision you made that had a major effect on your life. Oh, for me, right off the gate was it, I think about like going full time in video. Uh, I was kind of going through a rough patch in life. You know, uh, my divorce had just finalized. I lost a job. I'm living with my sister, uh, renting a studio apartment, and kind of was really like fed up and done. Um, I don't, I don't know, like, you know, a lot of people use the word suicidal, like very loosely, but I don't know if that's necessarily where I was at, but I was Mm -hmm. definitely fed up and just done. Um, and I was in my car, I'd been sitting out front of my sister's house. I'd probably been sitting out there for about an hour, just in that, in my feelings, you know? And, and I thought, that I'd lost everything. And then I came to the realization sitting in the car that I had two things. I had a camera and I had my kids. And if I just took the next year and I focused just on those two things, what would life look like? Mm -hmm. And at the end of that year, if I needed to make another decision, I could make it. But what if I took a year and I just focused a hundred percent of everything on those two things, which you often see me in the best dad hat and, that's kind of the reason that sparked that. I started wearing that hat every day as a reminder of myself to be the best dad I could be. And then if I was doing that and working on my business, then that would just kind of uh, ripple out into so the much. other aspects of my life. And so that moment in my car, like it was definitely the most defining moment of my life. Like wow. just to be like, okay, I'm going to give it all, go all in and do this. And, and then Oprah. So, you know, yeah. I don't, something worked. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Between there and Oprah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I mean, I would say similarly to like, I, I mean, not, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Similar-esque. 
um, I lost my job during COVID. I was part of like mass layoffs as Mm -hmm. so many people experienced. And I had a great job. I, you know, I thought my world was ending. I was like, oh my gosh. Like I was so upset and I ended up kind of taking a second and looking at my skills. Like every, I was an executive assistant to a CEO for almost six years. Like I have so many things I learned. Like how can I take that and like literally make my own business out of it? And I did. I took that leap and had the confidence in myself. And that now I I always look back at me losing my job and think it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Same. So it's like crazy that the, you know, the universe, you know, hands you exactly what you need. But in the field that I was in was not the field I was meant to be in Mm -hmm. the, the job that I lost. And but because it was a dream job, like it, it was somebody else's dream job, mm-hmm. I like thought that I had to be in that field. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, oh, totally. I have to do this. Like, this is this is what I'm. What uh, y'all had another episode, I think, where you talked about like people like that was a real job, right? And so I needed to take it, and I would be I would hate my life if I was still doing that, yeah. especially now. But now I say I have a more than dream job because this mm-hmm. is a job that I never could have dreamed of having yeah. um, as a kid. So, I love yeah. That. Rock on. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Good well, job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will um, see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, let's move this relationship to the next level. The friend zone, baby. Head to the show notes and click the link to join our close friends list where you will gain access to knowing where we are, all our adventures, and exclusive pop-up offers at locations around the world. Plus, we hold nothing back on our close friend stories on IG. See you there.